Hello there, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gourmet. I hope that you are having the best day that you can, and you're excited for another great episode of the Forum. With us today is my friend, Justin Savarain. And Justin, how are you doing today, man? Gourmet, I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I We were expected to get like five or six inches of snow overnight here, and I woke up and it's barely anything, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that, um, even though it is frigid for, for April uh, right now here in the northeast of the U.S., but, you know, I'm alive. Can't complain. And we're going to get right into it, Justin. I'm going to ask you that first question I ask everyone. Tell us what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum. Well, I mean, first off, uh, Gurney, I just want to, you know, obviously say, say thank you for having me on. Um, uh, what qualifies me? I guess, I, you know, just similar to everybody else, I've, uh, I mean, I know everyone says it, but, you know, I've always been, I've always been a bigger guy. Um, I mean, whenever I was younger, um, you know, I started out, uh, I started out fairly average, but then, you know, as the years progressed, I just, you know, got bigger and bigger. Um, I was always, I was always very athletic as a kid. And I mean, I still am to some, to some degree right now. So I never really thought much of my size. I always kind of looked at it as a, you know, I'm, I'm more powerful, I guess, for the lack of a better word or stronger or stuff like that. So, um, I mean, whenever it came to sports as a kid, I always kind of used that to my advantage. You know, I'm a tall guy too. Um, so I just, I kind of rolled with it, but I mean, um, you know, growing up, uh, obviously playing a lot of sports, and I grew up in the country, kind of a kind of a regular country boy, so always working outside, and and uh, you know, my my parents heat with wood, my grandparents heat with wood, so majority of our summers are kind of spent just hauling and chopping wood. So uh, again, always you know using my size to my advantage, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it just it, it ended up getting to the point where uh, it didn't stop. You know, I I got bigger, I got bigger, I got bigger. Um, and then it, it kind of wasn't, it wasn't fun anymore. Um, and I'm not saying it was, you know, ever unpleasant and stuff like that, but, you know, it got to the point where it made, it made doing actual physical things pretty tough. Um, it, uh, you know, going outside and working for eight hours wasn't as easy. You were, you know, constantly sweating. Um, you know, you're constantly sore. So it's, uh, it was kind of like a roller coaster of, uh, Kind of like a roller coaster, just constantly, you know, fighting that almost like a pain in, inside that, you know, you want to get out and do those things, but it, it always just, it hurts so much. So, um, I mean, obviously as, as years went on, I kind of just learned to deal with it and, um, you know, did my best, but, uh, I mean, you know, high school came around type thing and I started working out. I, uh, you know, I, I knew I was getting bigger and, you know, I had to do something about it. I kind of wanted to. I wanted to be that like big, strong type guy. I always kind of idolized, you know, like the strong men of the world. And um, I always thought, okay, that's something I could do. You know, I could use my size to, to my advantage and, uh, and, and lift heavy weights. So, I, you know, I started working out when I was in high school, but it quickly became almost like a, uh, not a joke, but I mean, kind of like a running thing to see like, you know, how much weight can Justin lift? The guys would just, you know, the guys that I were working out with or buddies that came to the gym with me would basically just load up uh, bars to see how much I could deadlift or, you know, load up a machine and, you know, can Justin max this machine out? So um, I wouldn't say it became like a novelty kind of thing where it was like a joke, but, you know, guys were just, and obviously not trying to brag, but guys were just fairly impressed, right? Like this is a big guy lifting big things. So uh, I thought that was really cool, so I kind of used that to uh, to my advantage, right? Kind of created like that persona of, you know, like a big strong, big strong guy that could that could do all these things. But I mean, the heaviest I ever got was, you know, about four hundred and fifty pounds um, when I think about it, and um, it wasn't. It like I said, it wasn't fun at that point. It wasn't fun being that big. I mean, regardless of how strong you are, you're still struggling. It's not. Uh, you, I mean, you know it as well as I do, and everybody else that listens knows it, knows it as well. But like, it's not it's not easy whenever you're that size moving around, and and you know your recovery times are twice as long because you're you know you're constantly sore. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, getting back to it, uh, I think I think I think that qualifies me. You know, just kind of going through those things where 
Um, I always, you know, kind of struggled, obviously, with my weight. I tried to make it my own. I really did. But, I mean, it got to the point where I, I just couldn't anymore. What do you think were the factors that contributed to you getting that heavy? Like, do you think – because I, I think there's a difference between being, you know, a little bit bigger and, you know, getting up over 400 pounds. Like, it's – there's there's definitely kind of like a, a different – a different world there. Like what, what do you think? And, and, and I also think every guy that ends up in that place kind of gets there on their own road. What do you think were the factors that brought you to your heaviest point? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, I think, you know, like I said, I, I came from a really good family, uh, like a hardworking family, a lot of home cooked meals. We never really, never really did the whole like dine out my, uh, my, yeah, my parents are, you know, big into cooking, but there was never any kind of restriction for me so it was basically just like if you're hungry eat whatever you know whatever's in the fridge go for it um i mean we we were always scheduled in terms of like because i played like i said i played a lot of sports so like you know try to eat whenever i get home from school and then you know i'd go play baseball for two hours but then i'd come home and i'd eat again so that that kind of always stuck to me that i was basically just and again I, you know i love my parents but I, I was allowed to do whatever i wanted like it got to the point, you know, where when I was in high school and I was, you know, I started I started working when I was like 12 years old. So I, I had my own money to kind of spend. So, you know, after work, I would grab. Uh, so I worked at a gas station, a gas station kind of beer store all in one um, in a little small town. So I would I would leave work. But on my way out, you know, I grab like two bags of Doritos, uh, I think a Pop-Tart, a two liter of Pepsi, a couple of chocolate bars. And like that was that was kind of like my snack. Um, so I'd get home, I'd get home and I'd absolutely crush those. And then uh, if I felt like it, I'd actually go make, you know, like a meal. So I'd go warm up um, whatever, you know, my parents had made for, for dinner that night that I kind of missed out on. Um, but I would, I would automatically go to the junk food first because it just, it seemed easier to me. Uh, you know, after, you know, you're in school all day and then you come home, you eat really quickly and then you go work for six hours. So you get home at like 1030 at night and, you know, you got to be back at school for seven. You want something fast. So like I said, I would just, you know, it was nothing for me to, you know, spend $30 in junk food and eat that every night. And I mean, that was four or five times a week. I, I think they call it convenience food for a reason. You know, absolutely. It's, you know, you, you, easy access and, you know, easy, easy, you know, quick, nice and quick. Exactly. And it wasn't like, yeah, I mean, it, like it wasn't like I was, I, I wouldn't say I was a lazy kid, but I just. I found it so much, like you said, so much more convenient. You just okay. I'm going to grab this really quick, and then that was it. But it got, to, it got, I mean, it got to the point where, you know, I my mom, my mom, uh, she doesn't work. She's she's on disability, so she's always at home. But she was she was constantly cleaning, right? So she'd come into my room while I was at school, and you know, make the bed and throw laundry in the in the machine or whatever. But then she'd look in the garbage can. So I'd get home and I'd hear, you know, Justin, like there were two bags of Doritos that you that you ate that weren't there the day before. Um, you know, there was like a two liter pop plus whatever pop we had at home, a couple of chocolate bar wrappers, like, what are you doing? And then I kind of just shrug it off. Right? Like, I never thought much of it. I was like, yeah, well, I was hungry and I, and I worked hard and, you know, uh, as hard as, you know, a 12, to, I mean, I worked it for five years, so hard as like a 12 year old to really work. But, um, yeah. Oh, I think, I think that makes sense. Like, and what... Did you try to lose weight at any point during that time or was it more, you know, the kind of like the, the half-hearted efforts? Yeah, half-hearted for sure. You know, I would, I would kind of look at it and be like, oh, you know what, I could drop a few pounds. And then, uh, you know, once I was old enough to drive, I got, I got, like I said, I got into kind of working out and I would go to the gym and I, you know, I'd be really good for the first two weeks. But then after that, you kind of trail off and, you know, you think like, well, I did, you know, I went four days. A week for the last two weeks you know like eight times i i deserve a day off and then the day off would be two days off and then three and then it would be the week off and it would just end and you know it'd be another gym membership that you kind of wasted and yeah i mean like i said i i tried and i never really took it seriously i always you know figured you know i'll uh it'll happen naturally or it won't happen at all and i'll just kind of roll with it I think that makes sense, man. And, and one of the things that kind of stands out with what you're talking about, like, is that idea of building, you know, the big guy identity. And I think, you know, that happens for a lot of people, like, in response to, you know, the different when you start to realize that your size, you know, if you don't embrace it, it's going to put you on the outside, you know, it's going to put you, you know, in a place where, 
you know, things are just going to keep getting worse. So it's almost like you beat everyone to the punch by being the person that, you know, is, you know, not just like laughing along, but like, I, I know like in one of the notes you sent me before, you know, talked about, you know, kind of being that class clown. Like, I think that's a role that that a lot of big guys take on because it's either that or, or face, you know, the real negatives that can come, you know, from peers and from the social situations that you get into when you're growing up big. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, and then you're, you're absolutely right with the whole class clown thing. And I was, I was very fortunate. Like whenever it came, I mean, in elementary school, I was bullied. I was, you know, I was, I was obviously a lot bigger. Uh, whenever I was in like grade two or three, I was bigger than most grade six, um, which I think grade six, you're like, you know, 10 or 11 years old. So. Um, so I got bullied by like, obviously by the older kids. And I never really told anybody about it. I kind of just took it. Um, I mean, I had one guy kind of stick up for me at one point. It was, it was, it felt pretty amazing, but um, I always just kind of shrugged it off. But when I got to high school, like it was, it was the exact opposite. Like I never, nobody ever said a thing to me um, in, in, in a negative way, I should say. Like everybody was always, you know, super positive. Uh, I was, I was very fortunate. I, and I mean, I don't mean this to sound like I'm bragging, but I had a ton of friends in high school and I, and I still do. Uh, a pretty big close group of friends but um yeah i just took on the whole you know let's try to make jokes all the time let's make everybody laugh let's be that kind of goofy guy um but like that goofy friendly guy right like that guy that everybody wants to be around everybody wants him at the party uh when he's at the party everybody you know wants to see how much he can drink um you know the kind of crazy stuff that he can come up with so yeah, I agree, man. That's something you, you kind of take on to, like you said, beat it to the punch. And you talk about eventually, you know, it all kind of catches up to you and, and, you know, it starts to not be as much fun anymore, you know, being that big. Like, take us into what, what really developed that, that led to you realizing that you needed to make a change. What, like I said, I always idolized obviously like those kind of strongman guys my dad had a bunch of buddies that you know that competed that did shows so that was always like my thing so um i always you know tried to almost emulate that i kind of trailed that off that kind of died off um i ended up you know finding a girl and dating i got ended up getting married and like you know bought a house so that all all the working out and everything kind of went to the wayside um it's just you know super busy um and I mean, and nothing negative to say about her, well, <laughs> as negative as it could be, but she never kind of pushed me, you know, to go and do anything like that. Like anything that I enjoyed, you know, the working out and stuff like that. So long story short, married for a year, divorced, right? So 2015, I got, I got divorced and um, I was 25 years old at the time. Uh, and, I, and I took it hard. I took it very hard. Um, you know, I moved back in with my parents and it just it felt like a very, very weird thing to, to do at that age, you know, um, to basically throw your hands up and say, you know, I couldn't make this work, um, take me back in, which I mean, it's your parents, they're going to do whatever they can, uh, for the most part to kind of help you out. But anyways, the divorce, very, very, uh, very depressed at this point. So I, you know, I kind of just kept to myself. Um, that was probably when I was at my heaviest, probably close to, like I said, 450 pounds. So I kind of just kept to myself every day. Um, I go to work and then I come home and sit in the basement. And, and, and that was it. Uh, didn't talk to anybody, didn't do anything. So it was right around that time, too, that I found out. Well, I guess it found out. I mean, it, it's always been an issue. So I have, a, I have a back condition. So it had always kind of bothered me. I never bothered to get a check. Um, just, I guess it's the country boy in me that you kind of just let things go until it gets really bad. But so after this divorce, I went and finally got a check by my doctor and she immediately said, you know what, we got to send you for an MRI. We got to get this figured out. So, so I did. I did all, you know, the doctor, the doctor stuff that she recommended. I met with, I think, seven different doctors, a couple of surgeons. It turned out uh, I was diagnosed with severe spinal stenosis. So, basic, so basically uh, narrowing of your spinal canal. So, I mean, the best way that they told me was, you know, take your index finger, wrap your entire hand around it and squeeze. So that's basically what's happening in your back. So it got to the point where uh, I could move, but it wasn't, it didn't look right. Like you could tell, like when I was walking, I was almost like planted, uh, pulled to the side. I was leaning forward a lot. I couldn't straighten out. Um, so, the, I mean, the first thing I asked the doctor was, you know, is this, is this because of 
all those years of me trying to, I guess, like impress people by lifting like heavy weights in the gym. And she's like, no, you know what? It, it could be, but I, it, it also could be, you know, derived from like your parents. So like my mom has back issues. So maybe that's, that's where you got it. Right. Um, so anyway, so I went through this whole ordeal with them. So it was spinal stenosis, so deteriorating and bulging discs. So basically your discs and your back are pushing against your spinal canal. So constantly causing uh, pressure for, for the for the lack of a better word. And then sciatic. So so fairly bad sciatic, sciatica pain down both legs actually. Uh, worse than the right leg, but I mean uh, it, it gets pretty bad. So, I mean, it got to the point where, you know, one time I was at, uh, I was at a beer store, actually on New Year's Eve, grabbing a piece of beer for, you know, to go over and hang out with some friends. And uh, my leg went completely numb. So I was walking, trying to walk out of the store with the case of beer in my hand and my leg went numb. So I couldn't move it. I was dragging my right leg behind my body. Um, so, I, so I basically stopped in the middle of the store. And it's, I mean, it, New Year's Eve at, uh, let's say three in the afternoon. It's, it's busy, right? Everybody's trying to get all their stuff for uh, stuff for the night. But I stopped in the middle of the store and just stood there for 15 minutes. And finally, a guy came over. So one of the employees is like, "Is everything okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, I uh, just have a bad back, and you know, I'm just taking a second. And he's like, "Oh, he's like, honestly, I thought you were drunk." He's like, "I didn't know how that they how they sold that case of beer to you. I thought the way that you were walking and dragging your foot that you had to be drunk. There had to be something wrong with you." So I had to go into this big long thing where I explained, you know, like this is what's happening, this is how bad it's gotten, and stuff like that. So, anyways, that it kind of subsided after a while. I was able to leave, but it, uh, yeah, it got to the point where I, uh, I was looking at surgery, which you know I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to try to figure out a way because I was on, I don't know how many painkillers to tell you. It's uh, the list is. You know, it's like a grocery list. So anytime I'd go in to see my doctor, she would say, okay, let's, let's try this. Let's try this. And um, so I'd try it, you know, to see what would help. Obviously, nothing did. Um, I, I, yeah, basically built a tolerance to, to pills. So she said that, you know, X amount of people in the world, you know, can take so many pills and it doesn't affect them. So that was me. That was, uh, so I was taking, you know, six Oxycontins at a time. And. For, I mean, most people, you know, that would send them into cloud nine, but I was fully functional. Yeah. So I was fully, yeah, fully functional. Um, yeah, nothing was working. Um, at that time too, you know, I, I, I was depressed, you know, so I was diagnosed with like anxiety and depression. Um, so I kind of used drinking too, you know, to kind of cope with everything. Um, so you can imagine mixing, you know, six coffee cottons with a, like a 40 or rye. Not a good mix. Um, I'm like I said. I'm I'm obviously a, still a big guy, but always could handle my liquor. But at that point, it was it was almost getting too much. Like it was just like trying to take these pills and 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 not trying to do it for like you know in the party sense or take a bunch of pills, have a bunch of drinks. But like I needed some sort of relief. Um, it, it had gotten so bad that like you know I'd sleep for an hour a night, but then I'd be up, and then that was it. So that was basically my life was an hour of sleep a day. Uh, I couldn't sit properly. I couldn't stand properly. I couldn't lay down. Like no matter what, it hurt. So, um, you know, everybody, had, everybody started telling me, you know, try yoga, try this, uh, which I'm obviously have nothing against. It, it, it worked, but it wasn't for me. I didn't. I wanted like that quick fix. So, like I said, taking all kinds of pills, uh, obviously drinking and stuff like that. So, it got to the point where like the depression got so bad that, and I, I mean, I've told other people this. I, I only told my parents a couple of years ago, but I, I started planning out my suicide. So I, I, I mean, I got to the point where I was just, I was so fed up with obviously being big, but obviously and it, being in pain was kind of the big thing. Um, but just so unhappy with everything as a whole that I was like, you know what, it would just be easier if I, if I did this and just got it over with. So, um, I mean, it obviously didn't help. Like I said, that, you know, on all kinds of painkillers and a lot of them, some for sleeping as well. So it's kind of messing with your mind and it, it put me in a very dark place. But all that to say, um, obviously it didn't, didn't go through with it. I kind of, uh, you know, like I said, I, I planned everything out, but I, I couldn't. I just, you know, you start thinking about how it would affect everybody else. You know, like, I, like I've, I've been very close with my family for my entire life and you start thinking of those things and 
uh, yeah, you just, you know, you figure, you know, it's not worth it. Well, that that's good, man. You know, obviously that's good that you're, you know, you obviously didn't go through with that. And I'm sorry that you ended up in that place. Like I, I think that's a side of, of a lot of these things that we don't, you know, expose a lot, you know, is, you know, the, the way, and, and it's not just something that big people deal with, you know, obviously you were, you had some very specific physical issues that were coming into play that, you know, that physical pain can just intensify, you know, that, that anxiety and the depression and the mental health side of things. Like, and if you don't get it all under, you know, get it all addressed, like it does lead to a very, very dark place. Absolutely. It, it just feels like everything at once, right? Like it's, it's not just that, you know, you're, you're overweight and you're unhappy, but yeah, like, like you said, that it just, it couples all together and you're like, wow, that's, that's so much on one plate. For sure. And so what, what came next? Like what, what, what led to you not, you know, making that choice and it, did you get relief from the pain? Like what, what, take us into what, what came next for you, man? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I mean, to this day, I still, I still do have a ton of back pain. So, um, but like, I mean, right after that, or, you know, shortly after that, um, I started trying to, I guess, I guess you say snap myself out of it. So, you know, talking to my parents more, not about like what was going on with me, but just, you know, general conversation. And because before that, I would, like I said, I would come home and I would go straight to the bedroom in the basement. And that was it. So I started you know, talking to them more, started texting more friends. Um, I mean, throughout this whole ordeal, my phone, you know, constantly going off, guys, and, you know, buddies checking in on you. But I uh, I always ignored it or, you know, just, you know, quick, you know, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for checking in. So I, I started reaching out to people more and I, I started feeling a little bit better. Um, I think that's, that was the big thing is it took me just, you know, just taking a step back, breathing and saying, like, okay, maybe start, you know, talking to people, start trying to figure these things out. So. Uh, not long after that, though, I, uh, my boss calls me up and she says, do you want to go on a work trip uh, for a month? And, you know, I, I'm not much of a traveler. The year before that, my first time in the U.S. for a work trip. So uh, I said, OK, where are we going this time? She was South America. I said, OK, yeah, let's go. We're, we're paying, right? So why wouldn't I go? So, so we get down there and, I mean, we went to, uh, we went to Guyana. So, I mean, it's not... Um, not like a luxury destination right it's not uh, it's not your typical touristy kind of destination so you know we roll in there and you know we're working 12 hours a day and there is there's literally nothing to do um not, or, or maybe not nothing to do but nothing that i wanted to do there uh but then i found out they have a gym and it was a brand brand new hotel um you know overlooking kind of like the water and stuff like that so i figured why not why not kill some time every morning and start working out again so I did, so I did that and, um, you know, I worked out for the, I think it was probably the second week that I was there. So I started working out and I posted a picture to Facebook, you know, just saying like, hello from Guyana type thing. And people started commenting and they were like, wow, you've lost weight. And I was like, no, there's no way. Like I've, uh, started working out, you know, two weeks ago, let's say, and, you know, actually taking it seriously. Like I'm, I'm an, I'm an early guy. I always try to get up pretty early. So I was going to the gym there at about five in the morning. And spending two hours, so, you know, an hour of cardio on a bike and then an hour of just, you know, lifting moderate weights, right? Like, I didn't want to hurt myself. Um, but I got, you know, within the first couple hours, there was, like, 100 comments. So I was like, oh, man, okay. Like, people are noticing a difference. I didn't notice a difference. I, don't, I didn't think that in, you know, two weeks there would be that much of a difference. But I had actually lost 20 pounds probably in the first two weeks that I was there. So I thought, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, I couldn't believe that that happened that fast. I mean, maybe it was because, you know, I obviously, I wasn't eating as much. Like, you couldn't, you didn't have quick access to junk food there. Because um, you were basically at the hotel the whole time. So you, like, we didn't have a car to drive around in. We had to rely on taxis. So eating fairly clean. And, uh, yeah, and working out like, you know, working like a dog. So, I mean, I posted that. And, uh, yeah, all, all the feedback kind of, kind of really, you know, pushed me to kind of keep going with it. So as soon as I got back to Canada, uh, the next day, I, I, you know, I went and signed up at the gym. And um, the, the best way that I always looked at it, and I tell a lot of people this too, and I mean, now we're kind of bound by it because gyms are closed, but I've never been, I've never been a workout at home type of guy. I find that I can't keep myself accountable. 
Um, if I work from home, or sorry, if I work out at home, I always find that there's there's something else that I could be doing. So I mean, whether it's laundry or dishes or cutting the lawn or, or stuff like that, I always make excuses, which like knock on wood, I've been good since this whole, you know, Corona 2020 thing. But um, yes, yeah, so I signed, I signed back up. Um, and like I said, I, it was an expensive gym, like a hundred dollars a month. So I found that, you know, if I'm paying this, I better be going, you know, so I, uh, every morning got up at, you know, four o'clock and was there at four 30 and, you know, spent three hours a day there. Um, so, you know, four 30 to seven 30, which, you know, there was nobody else there because it's, you know, such an early time, uh, for people to get in, but it's, uh, it, it got me back on track. Like it kind of gave me something to look forward to, like number one, you know, um, something to do, and uh, it like it kept me, it held me accountable for for what I was doing. So uh, from there, you know, I uh, I did, I made a kind of a rookie mistake. I walked into like a supplement store, and uh, and I basically said, "What do I need? You know, what what are you, what are you gonna give me? What what should I take?" And the guy kind of, you know, it was your typical. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say typical, but your stereotypical uh, cartoon kind of strongman, you know, with like the watermelons under his arms, kind of walking all puffed out. And he just kind of strolled over to me. And, you know, like I said, I'm a tall guy. So he looks up and he says, so are you sure you're in the right spot? I was like, what do you mean? Am I sure I'm in the right spot? He's like, well, he's like, what are you looking for? I was like, man, I, I want to lose weight. I want to get strong. What do I need? So he literally grabbed a bag and just started throwing things in, not explaining nothing. He just said, this is what you need, this is what you need, this is what you need. And uh, so I, you know, he brings me up with the cash. It's like $450 worth of supplements. So I get, so I get home and I'm like, what the hell is all this stuff? So I start, I, so I start looking at it and uh, all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, I, uh, I should have done my homework for sure, but you know, you, you kind of put that trust and you go into a spot like that. You're like, these guys must, these guys and girls must know what they're doing. They must, they must have a pretty good idea of, of what I'm going to need or what somebody would need to kind of be successful. So, so I did that. I mean, like, like I said, it was, uh, I mean, I, I was trying to think of it the other day. I was like, how, what, what exactly did it take? So I wrote out kind of like a list of what I could remember. And, um, so like, you know, three, so every morning I should say, so at four o'clock, wake up, and I would basically down these vitamins in a hurry so that I could, you know, get in the car and get going. But it was uh, omega three pills, so three of them, a vitamin stack, nine pills, nine pills total, uh, CLA two pills, L carnitine two pills, fat burners, which I mean I'm not a big fan of anymore because I think, you know, that. Anyways, I won't get into that. But <laughs> so two of those uh, testosterone boosters because this guy told me you need to take testosterone boosters. You know, what you need to do to get, you know, to get big and strong. So, so four testosterone boosters. And then he goes, by the way, you need estrogen blockers. And I was like, what do you mean estrogen blockers? He's like, well, if you're going to, if you're a big guy, he's like estrogen deposits in, like it's fat deposits, right? He's like, do you want man boobs? And I was like, well, I probably already have that. So it doesn't matter to me at this point, but he goes, no, you need to have this. So he throws it in the bag. And I mean, I bought those two. So 24 pills every morning that I would pop. And, uh, and, and then more at night, you know, whenever I got home, like the sleep aid stuff and, you know, the zinc and the magnesium and all, and all that fun stuff. But I, uh, yeah, I just kind of let somebody say, okay, basically give me your credit card and, uh, and I'll tell you what you need, which I mean, now that I know, now that I know better, now that I've done my homework and I like, now I have a better spot for, for supplements and stuff like that. So they're, uh, they're much more informative whenever you walk in. But so, I, so yeah, so I basically did that. So I took took all these pills every day and I started to see the weight drop a bit but um it really really amped up the weight loss when I switched my diet over um so my diet which I would never recommend to anybody else was <laughs> I think I sent you notes on it but it's uh, it's um it was bad it was uh probably under 450 calories a day total um so it was basically just a chicken breast and either green beans or like two cups of broccoli steam um, and that was it so i just kind of relied on so obviously like the vitamins trying you know relying for like all the nutrients and stuff like that and coffee you know eight coffees a day flat coffee um obviously a lot of water i've always been a big water guy so like you know i drink 
easily three, four liters of water a day. Um, but yeah, that was my diet. I did that for six months. That's wild, man. <laughs> so six months of, yeah, chicken breast and broccoli. And like, like I said, I was living at home. So I was fortunate. I would just go to Costco and pick this up. And then every Sunday, my mom would make the meals for me because she was like, well, I want to help. And I was like, okay, this is how you can help. Do you want to do all this cooking for me? So she would just basically make seven chicken breasts and a bunch of, a bunch of veggies and, and put them in containers for me. And that was, that's basically, yeah, like what I did for six months straight. I never, I never deviated from it. There was, Sorry, I shouldn't say never. One day I threw a tablespoon of salsa on the chicken as a treat for myself. But I, I did that every day for six months. And let's let just not to interrupt the story, but to clarify for people, you weren't doing seven chicken breasts with, you know, seven cups of broccoli a day. Like it wasn't even like it wasn't even like the bodybuilding six meals a day thing. You were this. This was your one meal a day. Yeah, it was strictly one meal a day. It was every day at about 5.30. Um, just because I like I, I had the same routine. I went to the gym every morning and then I came home. Um, you know, and I never went out. I never did anything. Buddies would stop in to see me. But, um, if you know, if they wanted to have a beer, I wouldn't. Because I was like, nope, I'm going to lose weight. So, yeah, it was it was one meal a day, one chicken breast a day, and like a shop of broccoli. And that was it. So, I, I mean, I figured it out. It was roughly 430 calories a day yeah so what what happened after that like what what what, one what happened weight loss wise during that time and then what changed up your diet so weight loss wise i think i lost like 100 pounds in like the first eight months something like that um i you know i i wish now i would have kept better track of like the days that it happened and the numbers and stuff like that but i remember um posting a picture I think either to Instagram or Facebook, like way back, way back when. This was like two years ago, uh, or three years ago, actually. And I lost a hundred pounds, and you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, that was that was fast. Like that was uh, that happened really fast. And then I got kind of discouraged, you know. And I was like, I thought, I thought I'd be smaller. I thought, you know, I would have, you know, said a little bit more. The more I thought about it, and then my dad one day put it into kind of good perspective for me like I was kind of down about it I was like you know what I've I've been fucking my ass every day so you know seven days a week in the gym um some days some days twice a day so you know I'd go back after work very very rare but the odd time uh but yeah my dad put it into perspective he's like you know you you've put on muscle too that you've gained muscle so you lost fat content you 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 know you increased your muscle so that's whenever I decided I'm like you know what I should probably go and have my body fat and so I, so I guess to, to kind of reel back, I, I had a check before all this. So I went for like a physical and asked her to check it. And I was like a 48% body fat. Uh, so I went to see, I met with a dietitian and I had her check it. And uh, the first time she checked it, it was down to a 22. And I was like, wow, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, that's more than cut in half. So let's keep this going. So, I mean, I was, I was packing on muscle. So I, which made me happy, obviously, because, you know, if I'm going to be big, I might as well be big and strong. So still dropping weight, still putting on muscle. Um, I, so whenever I met with that dietitian, she's like, tell me what you're eating. And I was like, you don't want to know. She's like, no, 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 I want to hear it. And I was like, well, so she had like these little plastic kind of like chicken breast and like cups of like vegetables on her desk. I was like, show me. So I grabbed like the smallest chicken breast she had. And like, I think it was, I think it was carrots. And I was like, this is what I eat a day. She's like, that's like every meal. I'm like, no, no, just, just once a day. So she's like, yeah, that's got to change today. <laughs> so, so she's like, you're, you know, that the first time whenever I talked to her, um, she's like, you're a 22% body fat now. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So she's like, come back and see me in, you know, a couple months. So I went back to her and that's whenever we really got into like the whole, like trying to figure out a better diet for me and stuff like that. Um, but you know, my body fat had gone down again to like a 16. So I was like, Oh man, okay. That's, that's huge. You know, in a couple months. And then, um, then she's like, okay, let's, let's reconfigure this diet. She's like, are you still eating, you know, what you told me you were eating? And I was like, kind of, but I, you know, I've added a little bit more. I might have two meals a day, but I'm, I'm probably still under a thousand calories a day. She's like, how are you functioning? Like gym wise? I'm like, no, I'm great. You know, I'm like I said, I'm a morning person. I can get up and kind of get things going. She's like, what do you do? What do you drink all day? I'm like, just lots of coffee. 
He's like, how many coffees? I'm like, well, eight coffees a day probably. He's like, well, that's got to stop too. Like you're gonna, like you're gonna, your heart's gonna like explode eventually, right? Like it's just, it's too much and not enough like nutrients going into your body. So, I mean, we sat down, she kind of figured things out and she was like, no, you, you should be, if you want to maintain your muscle, you should be at around 3000 calories a day. And I was like, no, it's way too much. Like I can't, I can't hit that. Like I'm not used to eating that much. So just, just, just try it. So, I mean, I did, I tried it and, uh, it wasn't easy. It was like a full-time job, constantly trying to eat. And I mean, I mean, I have I have buddies that you know that have competed in like bodybuilding and stuff like that, and you know powerlifting, and some of them eat you know upwards of eighty-five hundred calories a day um, for like a lot of these like powerlifting competitions and stuff like that, just to fuel up. I can't imagine how you know how stressful that could be. So I was like, well, I better not complain at three thousand. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I, I gave it a shot. I went back to her a third time, tested the body fat again. And uh, by this point, I had probably dropped, I think I was, yeah, so my heaviest was 450. At this point, I weighed 270, um, you know, so 100, what's that, 180 pounds lost? Yeah, 180. And uh, I was a 12.5% body fat. So... I was like, if I could just maintain this, I'm, I'm golden, right? So I, I tried. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, like anything else, life gets in the way, right? But I mean, I've always tried to kind of maintain, I, I guess, like a decent muscle content just so that, uh, again, like if I was going to be big, I was going to be strong. And before we kind of go further, like when you switched, you know, to eating like 3,000 calories a day, like what was your food like that? Uh, it was still very clean. So it was a lot, a lot of clean, like lean protein. Um, so a lot of chicken and a lot of turkey, but it was just like six meals a day. Um, so, you know, it was, it was just constant chicken breast, constant ground turkey. Uh, but it was very bland. Like back then I so I was, I was starting to cook obviously my own stuff and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, you know, I can, I can barbecue, but like, I wasn't very good in the kitchen. I mean, I'm probably still no chef, but um, at least I kind of have an idea of how to make things a little bit flavorful, but it was, it was very, very bland stuff. So, I mean, again, it was, it was clean, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of chicken, a lot of turkey, a lot of salads, um, very, very low carb too. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just, it was constant eating. So like I'd go to work and I bought, I ended up buying one of those massive, um, lunch bags that holds like six meals in one. You know, like those big, I don't know, they're made by like six stars, something like that. They're like a hundred bucks. And I would, I would tote this thing into work. And it was like, it was the same size as my gym bag. And, uh, and people would laugh at first because they're like, is that your lunch bag? And I was like, yeah, that's my lunch bag. I'm like, that's what, that's what I'm told I have to eat. So, I mean, I would try it. There were some days where I would easily hit the 3,000 calories. There were some days I wouldn't, I wouldn't hit half just because you'd be tired or you just weren't feeling it. But, I, uh, I gave it a shot. I, it it kind of hurt at first because you're not used to eating that much food, but um, I think it just it helped by keeping it as clean as possible. And so during this time, Justin, so like you lost a hundred, you know, during that time, you you know, what was going on for you mentally? Like what was because I know you had talk, you know, you had talked about being in a very dark place and dealing with anxiety and depression and you know, kind of feeling that lost place, like, and a lot of pain with your back, like what was happening with all of that as these changes were happening? Yeah. So, I mean, the back thing got a little bit better. Um, and, and, you know, I met with the surgeon again and who had told me like, at first we'll do the surgery. And then whenever I went back to him, he was like, Whoa, he's like, you lost some weight. I'm like, yeah, you could say that. Like I lost a bit. And he's like, well, I don't want to do the surgery anymore. So I was like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, you lost a pile of weight. He's like, just keep that up. Keep strengthening your core. Keep doing this. Keep doing that. Um, so, I mean, I was, was a little a little sad about that, to be honest, because I thought, you know, you, you hear surgery and you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be like the fix for me, which, I mean, it's all not obviously not always the case. They told me it was a 50-50 for the surgery that it would work or that it, would, might, it might make things work. So, um, so, I mean, there was that with the back. but. All in all, I, I felt like a new guy. I, um, mentally, I, I felt a lot better. I felt, uh, I felt more energized. So I think that really helped me. Um, you know, I was getting out and doing a lot more things and, you know, spending a lot more time with, you know, buddies and family and stuff like that. And, uh, even, you know, even my mom said, 
you know, I can tell there's a difference, you know, like you can tell that, you know, six, eight months ago, that wasn't the same Justin. Like it was a different guy altogether. So uh, mentally I was in a very good place. Like it was, um, it was night and day really. But uh, I, I mean, I, I still, to this day, I credit like the gym for that. They're kind of, I don't want to say snapping me out of where I was, but I mean, definitely kind of pushing me in the right direction. At w- where are we at time-wise? Like, I'm just curious. So like where, you know, you, you were saying, you know, like that was something you wanted to maintain, but you know, life, life happens. So like, where are, where have you gone since, since you kind of hit that low point, you know, like you hit that 12.5% and, you know, you, you started working with a dietitian on your eating, like where, how have things changed for you since then? Uh, I mean, they kind of, they've gone up and down, right? So, uh, whenever I kind of hit that, I, after a while I was like, well, I, you know, I, maybe I deserve to kind of slack off a little bit. So I didn't slack off on the workouts, but I slacked off on the eating. Um, so I stopped going to see my dietitian because that, you know, you have it in the mindset. Well, I've seen her three or four times now. I, I probably know what, what I should be doing. So I, uh, I stopped going to see her. Um, I still ate relatively clean, but I, you know, every once in a while, I was like, well, you know, the boys are going to go have beers and wings. So maybe I'll do, I'll, I'll join them this time. And, uh, I wouldn't say it ever got out of control, but I mean, whenever, you know, people started, you know, coming over, there was birthday parties, I would, you know, it was nothing for me to go and drink like 30 beers sitting with them. So, I mean, there was, there was that, um, as soon as I'd get up like close, I, I, you know, I put on like 15 pounds and then I dropped five and I was like, no, I'm still okay. And then I put on like another 10 and dropped three. And I'm like, well, it's still not that bad. Um, so, I mean, I went from 270, like to 300, but still at like, a, I don't know, like a 14%, 15% body fat. So I was like, no, I'm still okay. I, you know, it's still, still a good chunk of muscle. So I should be fine. Um, and I mean, this, this kind of went up and down, like over the last two years where like, I just, I constantly go back up and, and then I go back down a little bit. So, um, and then I kind of just really started slacking on on the on the gym as well so my back had gotten kind of bad again it it comes and goes it's almost like once every year or so like i get a really bad flare-up and when i say flare-up it basically means like i am couch bound for at least a week or i'm you know working on my stomach on the floor so my laptop in front of me and working away so that happened maybe you know a year and a half ago where it really badly flared up again and I knew, like, I couldn't take any pills. Nothing was going to happen. The doctor, you know, I went to see her. And she's like, well, yeah, that kind of sucks that it's happening again. But, you know, you just have to keep strengthening yourself and, and all this stuff. So I put on a bunch of weight. I mean, a bunch. I put on, like, you know, 25 pounds or so. And, and then, I mean, that got a little bit better. But then my eating habits kind of took a kind of took a dive at that point, right? So I was, I was stuck at home all the time. Uh, like I said, riding the couch. So I was like, well guess we'll have pizza tonight well i guess we'll you know we'll have uh we'll go get mcdonald's or something like that or, or chips or, or whatnot so uh that obviously took a hit and then you know i think it was we fast forward like a little bit so that was like i said that was up and down constantly if you fast forward to like christmas of 2019 i think i had went back up to like 355 and i was like oh shit okay like something's got to be done here now like that's you know that's a long ways away from where i was at so I, um, so, I mean, as, as of, you know, I guess February of this year, I was like, nope, let's give keto another shot. So I, I had tried keto before. And I think like a couple of years ago, I had messaged you and you gave me some pretty good pointers on, you know, keto. So, I mean, I, I should say that I, I should have thrown that in there that I did try keto before. Uh, but I always did it for like, you know, three weeks and I was like, well, maybe it's not for me. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, in February, I said like, let's do it again. And, um. Yeah, I mean, so since February, I'm uh, I've dropped fifty five pounds. So I'm kind of back to not to where I was and where I kind of want to be, but I'm I'm better than I'm than what it was. So that's kind of how I've been looking at it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And so, what do you feel like is keto clicking for you this time around, or is it something you'll transition out of? Like, what are your what are your thoughts on on food on your food right now? No, I think I think it's something that uh, that I definitely want to see out for a while. And I mean, what really motivates me is is seeing other people doing it, and uh, and seeing obviously like their successes, right? So you see other people, and then like you know, I've I've kind of taken a shine to the whole Instagram thing lately, but connecting connecting with others and uh, and you know, 
chatting with them and, and seeing what works for them. And then you see like, okay, somebody's on, you know, somebody's doing keto for the year and this is how far they've done. And I was like, well, I can do that too. You know, that's a really good motivation for me. Let, let's try that. So uh, I've been loving it, to be honest with you. Like I, uh, I stick to kind of like a pretty strict keto. You know, I, I try to track everything. I, you know, I count calories. I, I weigh everything that I eat. Uh, I, I mean, I use carb manager to kind of track, you know, the macros and everything like that, but try to stick to, you know, under, X amount of you know carbs a day. I think I try to I try to hit under eighteen grams of carbs a day. Um, but yeah, no, I I mean I love it. Like I'm <laughs> I'm a big fan of eating steak. I think that's the best way that I can describe it to most people. Was is like, I mean I've talked to my parents about it and stuff like that, and uh, they're like, well, what can you eat? I'm like meat, steak, like that's what I eat every day. Like you know chicken and steak. So. Uh, I love it. Honest, honestly, I think uh, it, at first it was hard. It was hard to transition away because, like I said, like you were just eating kind of whatever you felt like eating. And the first week of doing it, I was like, oh, man, they're really like there's no snacks that, that we can have. But then, like you obviously you do more research and you talk to people and you're like, yeah, there's a lot of things I can have now. If I would have just taken that time before I did this and been like, you know, this is what I'm going to try. This is what I'm going to have, you know, as a snack today instead of. Instead of running to the gas station and picking up, you know, twenty dollars in, in chips and, and peanut M and M's. Well, that makes sense, man, and that's really I think that's really good to hear. And and you actually kind of hit on one something that I, I do want I did want to talk to you about today because I think you're you really you know you do a great job at not just you know kind of sharing your experience on Instagram. But you're a great supportive force for people. Like I'm always seeing you on people's pages, you know, commenting and then sharing their their posts and their stories. And, you know, I, I think that seems like that's something that really, you know, has given you a boost. But also, you know, you're giving a lot back. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely trying, right? Like it's, uh, like I said, like I, I've always found these kind of things so motivating. And I love, I love seeing other people do the same. So other people, you know, sharing and commenting, you know, like, good job, way to go. Um, so I, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do that too, because that's what motivates me. Maybe that'll motivate somebody else too. So maybe that'll, you know, if they're having a bad day, maybe, yeah, maybe sharing something on my story, maybe that'll help them. And I mean, through this whole thing, I've gotten to, I mean, not meet, but like, I guess, virtually meet like a lot of, a lot of great guys and girls over it. Um, and I mean, we were we were jo- we were joking last night. I mean, two guys that you you know very well, uh, Chance and Dan. So we were joking last night about how we have a bromance going now, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, but you know what? Like, it's keeping us motivated. It's keeping everybody accountable." So, um, yeah, we're it's uh, it's uh, to me it's awesome. It's awesome how like you know people can come together and and basically just cheer each other on. It really is, especially right now with everything that we're all dealing with, like. You know, we're recording this while we're kind of at the height of quarantine time, you know, for a lot of people. And so it's good to see people still maintaining those connections. And because I know as someone, you know, has has had a lot of, you know, ebb and flow in my journey. I know what it means when someone disappears from social media, you know, so for some people, it is about, you know, they've they've grown past it and, you know, they need to take a break and all of that. But. Nine times out of 10, when someone who's on a weight loss journey disappears from social media, you know why they're disappearing from social media. You know, they don't want to talk about what they're actually doing. And so I think it's great to see so many people almost getting more active, you know, in sharing and and supporting each other and kind of keeping that sense of community going because we're losing it in other areas. So, it you know, it's almost like you need it, you know, to keep yourself motivated and keep yourself going. Absolutely. And that's something I was telling my, my girlfriend the other day. And we've obviously talked a lot about it, but like, it's, um, it's, it's kind of the way of the world now, right? Like it's, it's, everything's kind of virtual, everything's online and, you know, just like you get up and, you know, you have your coffee and you check your, check your Instagram or whatever you're on and you see like the messages from people you see, um, you know, obviously like tagging people and stuff. And it just, it's, like I said, it keeps you very accountable makes you want to go and you know work out or makes you want to stay on track because you like you get to the point where you you almost want to make these people proud right so you see you see others you know kind of doing their thing and and trying to cheer you on you're like well i i can't let them down now you know they they've obviously taken the time out of their day to be like no you know you're doing a great job buddy keep it up 
And, you know, I, I get it in my head where I'm like, well, if I don't go work out now, I'm not doing a great job and I'm going to let that person down. So I think it's, it's obviously helped me mentally for sure. And so what has been going on with you, you know, gym wise now? Like, how is, has that changed for you at all? Like, are you back into that? Like, what's going on with your workouts? So before uh, Corona Land started, I, uh, I started back at the gym um, in early February. And um, yeah, I was, you know, doing two hours a day um, and I, getting back into that routine, right? So I'm, I'm a creature of habit and I like having kind of everything set out. So, you know, I used to be a morning workout guy. I switched to an afternoon just because the gym I went to didn't have a shower. So it wasn't very practical. Um, so I started doing that. But then obviously when, when this happened, uh, everything closed down. So I was kind of stuck. And so I took like a week off from working out and uh, basically just tried to find weight. But I don't know if it's, I, I'm assuming it's the same over there. But here, if somebody has weights for sale, uh, the prices are like astronomical. So I was, I, you know, I was trying to find some dumbbells. And like, I'm not going to pay $450 for 40 pound dumbbells that are rusted. Like, I just, sorry, like all, you know, I was lifting, like, I was, so I was curling like propane tanks and I was like, at least it's something. So, uh, it took, it took me a while. I finally lucked out. I found like a bench. I found some weights. Um, so I, I was working out for like the first two weeks with like a hundred pounds of weight, which, um, which for me, like, you know, it, it was something, but it wasn't, it, I, I, I wasn't enjoying it. Um, so, I mean, I ended up finding some more. So now I have like 400 pounds of weights in my garage. So thankfully. Thankfully, I do have like the equipment now to uh, to kind of get out there and do it. But uh, yeah, so like I, like I mentioned before, I was always the type of said like, oh, you know, home workouts are not for me. Uh, but I mean, I pay, like I've I've gotten used to it now. I mean, obviously, you don't have a choice, but at least uh, at least it's something. At least I'm getting out and moving. So that's like so that's the big thing. Definitely, I th- I think that that is great to see that you're able to kind of adapt. <clears throat> excuse me, adapt and overcome the current circumstances to the best of our ability, which is what I think we all have to try to do. And Justin, you know, quarantine, non-quarantine, you know, putting all of that, you know, even to the side or you taking it into account, like what, what comes next for you, man? Like, what are, what are the goals that are, that are in focus for you now? Um, I mean, so ideally I'd, I'd, I'd like to keep the weight loss going. I think I'd, I'd like to get around like the 260 mark. I think that's kind of like my goal for, you know, for the next year is to bring myself. So I lose another 40 pounds roughly. Um, I think that's, that's kind of where I would be content. Um, I, I came to the like terms of it a long time ago. I'm never going to be skinny. I'm, and I mean, my frame, you know, I was always, that's how I always kind of went with it was like, you know, you're just, you're big bone, you're a big dude, you're a big country boy. So, um, I'm never going to get down to, you know, like a 180 and I don't want to. Um, I think if I could be, you know, like a strong, um, somewhat lean 260. That's, that's kind of like my comfort zone. Like I'm, you know, six, three, almost six, four. So, um, I think, yeah, if I can get down there, I think I'd be pretty content. Kind of looking at your, this, this entire journey you've been through, man, like, what do you think, you know, have been the keys to your, the success you've had to this point? Like, what do you really think you know, kind of boil it all down. Like, what do you think are the, the pieces that really have allowed you to get to where you're at now? I think the biggest thing was kind of just, you know, taking a step back, breathing, and then realizing, you know, you need to, you need to make a change. So, I mean, it's, it's obviously easier said than done for, for everybody, right? But it's, it's really kind of reflecting and being like, okay, something's not working. Something's not right. What can we do to try to make this better? And, uh, and, and being open and honest, right? So like I said, I, for the longest time, I didn't talk to anybody about how I was feeling, about what I was going through. But then the minute I started doing it, I was like, wow, this actually feels pretty good. This, you know, it's, it's like a weight gets lifted off of your chest and, and you start to feel a little bit better. And I mean, every day goes by, you're feeling a little bit better and a little bit better. And, uh, I mean, it's baby steps, but it's still, it's still pushing forward. It's still taking that step forward. So I think, I think that was one of the biggest things was, almost just, you know, being true and being honest yourself and being like, okay, there is a problem, but, you know, like with every problem, there's got to be a fix to it. There's got to be a solution. And how am I going to get to that solution? You know, what kind of, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm a, you know, a creature of habit and big on routine. So like, what kind of routine can I get myself into that's going to make that change? It's going to, you know, pull me out of that hole. I think that makes a lot of sense, man. And we've been through a lot of your journey today, Justin, like, 
Is there anything about your story that you wanted to share with the audience of the Fat Guy Forum that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about yet? Uh, no, I think, I mean, I think that kind of, that sums everything up. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty much it, man. I feel like I said at the beginning, I obviously appreciate you having me on, man. I felt, uh, I felt very honored when you asked. I felt kind of like a mini celebrity. Mm. Well, I'm glad, like, I think it's, and it's one of those things, like, you know, I've gotten, you know, a couple different, you know, been talking to a lot of different people about coming on the show. And, you know, every so often I get someone that's like, I don't think there's anything in my story that would be interesting enough for people. And, you know, I think it's important for us to realize that, like, everyone's story not only has value to them to be able to tell it, but someone's going to hear something of what you were talking about, you know, and learn from it or find some inspiration or even just decide that you sound like a cool guy and they want to connect with you, you know, and, and not just support you on your journey, but look to, for that support that you're offering to other people. So, you know, I, I'm glad to have you on and I'm glad that, you know, I, I love showcasing everyone that comes on the show. For sure. And I mean, that's something I kind of struggled with at the beginning. I was like, man, I'm like, I don't think my story is that much fun. Like it's, I mean, maybe not fun is not the right word, but you know, it's not that interesting and it's not probably not that crazy from anybody else's, but you know, might as well say it, might as well, uh, you know, might as well get it out there. And, and like you said, I mean, to me, the biggest thing that can come out of it is maybe it encourages somebody else. That's, that's kind of the goal for me for this is that, you know, maybe somebody listens and, you know, obviously wants to connect or, you know, draws some sort of motivation or inspiration from it. Agreed, man. Agreed. And so if anyone out there does want to connect with you, Justin, you know, where, how can they find you? Yeah. So, I mean, Instagram's Instagram's the way to go. Um, so my Instagram handle is uh, at big J to fit J. So J J A Y, the number two fit J A Y. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm on there um, daily, obviously. And uh, yeah, hit hit me up, send me a message if you want to connect. I try to obviously respond to everybody. I try to keep it somewhat fun and entertaining. Um, but yeah, uh, love to, I love chatting with new people, especially especially people that are you know like like minded and either on somewhat of a journey have, you know, are, you know, mod or modifying their journey or kind of switching things up, just getting started. I love, love, love hearing the stories of people just getting started. And uh, I love offering advice. And I mean, I might not have all the advice, but it means a lot when somebody comes to you and is like, okay, so that's pretty cool that you did it. But how, like, what can you, what can you tell me? Like, how can I, how can I do that? And um, I usually, you know, try to do my best and do, okay, this is what, maybe try this, maybe try that. I'm obviously not, um, you know, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a professional in any way, but you know, this is what works for me. Maybe you could try that. Maybe you can modify that. There you go, man. I love it. So Justin, are you ready to be the first person to go through the, the updated version of the fat guy five? <laughs> I'm going to do my best. So there's some, there's some oldies and some new ones in there. So we're going to, we're going to see what happens. You know, it is, it's an experimental run. I, if, you know, if I can get myself figured out tech-wise, I'm also going to consider this episode the first episode of season two. Figuring with the change of the questions, you know, we'll finally start demarking, you know, seasons, I guess, you know, of the show. We'll see, what, we'll see if that works out. Um, so here we go, man. Question number one. This one hasn't changed. Living or dead, Justin, tell us who is your favorite fat guy? So I... <laughs> I was actually, I was hoping that you would keep this question and I was tossing it up all morning. I was kind of going back and forth. So, I, I mean, I did want to say Chris Farley because I've always been a fan, but I got to go with Gabriel Iglesias. And just, just because, like, he's, you know, obviously a big dude, but he owns it, right? Like, he 100%. You know, he came out and called himself Fluffy. He named his specials that, and he references it through every stand-up he's ever done. Uh, the guy, full of, full of life, full of energy. You know, he tells it like it is. He's not afraid. And uh, I think that's, that's something to look like to look up to. I think that's really cool the way he does it. Definitely. And I think he's also someone who even in the past couple of years has shared, you know, some of his health challenges, you know, that he struggles with, you know, as a big guy, you know, he's, you know, type two diabetic and, you know, struggles with his weight up and down. And like, so it's good to see someone kind of be, you know, real and upfront about what they're, you know, what, what things are like for them. I, I think that's great. So question number two, here's a new one, man. Uh, tell us, what is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? 
One lesson. Oh boy, just one. Um, <laughs> pack extra clothing when you're doing something outside in the summer. And that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's something that I learned the hard way because I mean, when you're, when you're a big dude, you sweat, right? And um, I was constantly soaked. So I'd go outside and try to do something and it could only be like, you know, 25, 30 degrees Celsius. And like, I was drenched just sitting out there. So I like, I used to get super embarrassed about it because I was like, man, I'm always covered in sweat. Like my shirts are always sweaty. So I got to the point where I bring a change of clothes everywhere. Cause if we, you know, if we were, you know, going to go out or do something after you didn't want to be the guy going and like his shirt looked like he had, you know, had jumped through a puddle. Um, so I mean, lessons, lessons, if, if, I mean, if you're a big guy, that's, that's definitely something to, to think about. There you go. Question number three, Justin, what's one piece of advice that you would have given your past self? Uh, don't be afraid. Don't, you know, don't be afraid to kind of throw your hands up and be like, and say, you know, there's something wrong. Um, but you know, like, let's get through it. I think that's, you almost, you're almost at the point where you don't want to admit there's something there. Um, you'd rather just, I mean, if it was like me, you'd kind of just rather swallow it and deal with it yourself. But, um, yeah, don't be afraid to kind of reach out. I mean, mental health, and I've always kind of said this, and, and I always will for the rest of my life, but it's such a big component in, in everything that you do. Um, not just, obviously, not just like a weight loss journey or anything like that, but um, just reach out and get help. If you, ha if, if, you, if, you, if you think you need it, if, even if you don't think you need it, it's always good to talk to somebody. I, I mean, I was always hesitant to go see a, a therapist and stuff like that, but, but I did. And, uh, I mean, I'm not normally one to kind of talk about like my feelings to, to complete strangers, mind you do like doing a podcast, but, uh, but I, I mean, it helps, it helps just to talk through it and I mean, get somebody else's view on it. And, uh, yeah, sometimes just hearing it, you know, just makes it so much easier to deal with. There you go, man. Question number four, Justin, tell us something about yourself that you love. Something about myself. Well, I mean. I love that, like, throughout all of this, like, I've still, I've always been super close with family and friends. So, I mean, even through, like, dark times, and I know I did say I kind of shut down a bit, um, but, I mean, I still tried to keep contact and try to keep everybody close, even though, like I said, I did kind of, you know, push people away a bit. But I think I've, I've, I've always been very good at kind of reeling that back in and, and trying to do whatever I can for, you know, all my, you know, friends and family and trying to, you know, not, not necessarily try to make everybody happy, but, you know, try and help out as, yeah, as best as I can and, you know, keep everybody on track. I love it, man. Question number five. This is another one that hasn't changed because when I asked for new questions for the Fat Guy Five, I got more responses saying, don't get rid of this one. So, Justin, tell us. What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Uh, actually, I think I kind of want to learn how to play the guitar, to be honest with you. It's, uh, it's, it's always something that I've, uh, that I've wanted to learn. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm a country boy, so I, I love country music. And uh, I, just, I like the idea of sitting around like a bonfire and, uh, and playing guitar and singing. So. I've always kind of wanted to do it. I've had a guitar before and I was like, no, I'm going to learn. And then I just it collected dust. So I think like there's no, no time like the present, right? Like if I'm stuck at home, I might, as well, uh, I might as well try to learn a new skill. There you go. And so can we expect to see Instagram stories of you once, once you get those lessons going? Uh, you know what? Sure. I posted a video one time. Like I got tagged in a quarantine karaoke. And uh, so I did it, and I mean, I uh, <laughs> the amount of messages I got, people saying like, you know, thank you for doing it because like I'm I'm not a very good singer, but I mean, it still made people laugh, right? And that's that was the whole goal of it. So, uh, yeah, man, if I can if I can figure out how to do this whole guitar thing, yeah, I'll uh, I'll play some I'll play something for everybody. Well, Justin, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and being willing to share your story with everyone. Oh, thank you, man. Th again, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, it, uh, it was an honor to come on here. Like I've, I've listened to them before and uh, so many great guys, and I'm sure there's going to be so many great people coming forward, but truly, uh, truly appreciate you having me on, man. 
Awesome, man. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. And everyone out there, uh, you can connect with me on Instagram as well. When you go to look for Justin, you can find me at Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto on Twitter at Gourmet goes keto. And you can email the show at the fat guy forum at gmail.com. If you're on an Apple device, please give us a rating and a review because it helps get the show in front of more people. And that's always the goal to get these stories out. So, my friends, remember, do something today to amaze yourself because you really are amazing people. And it's a crazy, chaotic time, but I have faith in you. So go do something for yourself today and then come on back and listen to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. 